Hey everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft, and you are about ready to listen to episode 17 of the Private Practice Fan Podcast for the episode titled Crime and Punishment. I wanted to preface this discussion or this episode with a a discussion real briefly here to say that last week's episode and this week's episode of Private Practice both have been, um, to say the very least, very difficult discussions to have. Uh, obviously, those who listen to episode 16 of Private Practice, you you recognize and realize that Stephanie uh, had an issue in her childhood with the topic uh, that was addressed in, in the last episode of Private Practice. And I think that that discussion, given the the fact that we immediately went right into recording an episode regarding that storyline without any time or thought given to the topics and what we might say, uh, we just we just kind of came at it with uh, our normal life schedule, and and of course we want to honor the you know basically being uh, real and authentic, and and so we did that. Now with this episode number seventeen, uh, it's not an episode that neither Stephanie and I have had um, to face personally uh, with either of us uh, ever. Having uh, contemplated the 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 uh, an abortion in the past, uh, but at the same time, uh, we definitely have some feelings. Now, obviously, Stephanie withheld her feelings, and uh, for some crazy reason, rather than being silent on a on a subject where I did not appropriately prepare myself for what I might say and how to best say it without sounding like a complete and utter uh, hind end of a donkey. <laughs> uh or or just a donkey another name for a donkey and and, and you know what i mean anyway I, that was stupid anyway the the thing is i've been beating myself up over this episode and and the way that i said certain things and i just want to say um you know I, I i care for each and every one of our listeners out there and if you have ever experienced anything regarding the subject of abortion in your life uh please know that um you know it, my heart goes out to you uh, one way or the other, regardless of how you feel about it in the past. Just please understand that I, I personally take um, care not to place judgment on individuals who have made decisions in the past, whether they regret them or not. Um, I believe that we're all in life together pursuing what we perceive to be in the best interest of our own lives. And sometimes that causes us to make decisions that that sometimes later we regret and uh anyway um i i just i don't even know what i wanted to say here i i just knew that i did not want to go in and chop up and edit out any of the comments that i made uh but i did want to say in opening before i play this episode uh that please understand my heart is heavy regarding the uh the the level of depth that there is in such a hotly debated very political and somewhat even religious topics such as abortion and and it's not something i enjoyed having the conversation with last night and i just want to say that i personally feel i completely fumbled and stuck my foot in my mouth on maybe more than one or two occasions a lot of I, I haven't gone back and listened to it myself because if I did, I probably wouldn't release this episode uh, just based upon how I feel about it. But I just want you to understand that um, 
my my own personal way of of thinking about things is is that uh, I I I do not I have very strong feelings one way, but I do not judge those who have experienced things that I disagree with, and um, and and please please if I've offended you in any way, accept my apologies in advance, um, and uh, hopefully next week it'll be a little bit more lighthearted. So with that, I drone on and on again, only to apologize for droning on and on in this episode. So here it is. Private Practice Fan Podcast, episode number 17. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the private practice fan podcast my name is cliff ravenscraft i'm stephanie ravenscraft and we are here tonight to talk about a season two episode of private practice i don't know what number but it's crime and promise (laughs) crime and punishment goodness started to say private promise <laughs> private promise so I'm anyway confused. welcome back everybody we are so glad that you have joined us for another episode of this fun show that we do on wednesday evenings very glad to see that it's going to be back once again next week as well how cool is that very so very. stephanie i'm sorry you caught me in the middle of a yawn what how did i catch you do? that was a very long yawn we started the show I know, they won't uh, go away one minute and 18 seconds ago i mean how long is you're that sucking yawn? all the oxygen out of the room how am i doing that i don't know <laughs> my gosh everything's my fault of course do you bring your notes with you i do have my notes right here in front of me why very do you want to see them no okay good because I'm not sharing. My eyes are watering so bad I can't read the chat room in front of me. That might be a good thing, right? Um, might be. I don't know. So anyway, we are going to talk about this episode here eventually after we get finished playing uh, Cliff and Stephanie's silliness here. I'm done. Are you sure? Maybe. All right. So anyway, um, this was an excellent episode of Private Practice. Yet once again, they are they are they are bent on trying to bring out these moral dilemmas. They really are. Consistently. I mean, well, I think they said that going into the season. Yes. That I watched several, act, um, um, what are they called? Interviews with the actors of the show who said that it was, look, that's where I, I'm getting it from. You should yeah. not even mention the fact that I was just no. yawning. Seriously, that's, they're contagious. You watch many of these actor interviews and something blah, 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 go. Back and on they track. all said that it was going to be very moral yeah. dilemma. So the question is, okay, the storylines. Private season. practice is two things. You didn't even finish listening to me. I am. Fi- oh goodness! Like I didn't know what you were going to finish saying. <laughs> Come on! How long have we been married now? And the times that I don't listen to you, I usually go back and listen. It's like, oh, that's what she was going to yeah. say. Chef Mark says that's the way to attract plus members. Yawn through the whole show. <laughs> the good news is this is plus member only. So, Stephanie, um, 
now I'm distracted by all the sirens in the background. I know. Is, there, is that window open? The window is open. Why? Because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one hundred light, light bulbs in this room. That's why. Ah. And my hot air. And your hot air. That's why. <laughs> Enough said, all right? right. So, okay. What were you saying? Because you were saying something. Oh, so what I was going to say. a fan. We have a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. In response to what you said, I was going to say that private practice is primarily made up of either two storylines. Primarily. Now, there are others, but primarily there are the moral issues or lots of sex. Yes. Now, when I remember, I remember before seasons two, seasons two, season. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, I really want to just get it all in here really quick. But see, before season two started, I recall everybody saying it's just going to have a lot more hot sex, which obviously it did, but it did start off that way. It did it start did. off that way. Mm-hmm. But I must say that if it comes down to gratuitous, unnecessary scenes of hot sex, and moral issues that kind of really tell a story and put some stuff behind it. I think I almost prefer the moral stories. Almost. Okay. And But the thing is, is of course, uh, last week was a very difficult episode for us to record and talk about. This episode is not necessarily difficult to talk about. Uh, but I couldn't shake that episode. I know I mean, you couldn't. Even, even, anyway. I know. So, anyway. That was difficult. I had I had forgotten till you had just reminded me. Thank you so much. Well, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Stephanie. I'm just kidding. But seriously, though, what I'm saying is that um, this episode bringing up abortion, and they didn't bring it up until like halfway in. It's yeah. like it's like wow, very interesting story between Doug and him thinking he helped his wife and. Okay, there's this mysterious shrink guy that lives upstairs, or is going to be possibly working upstairs. Right. Interesting. Called the love interest from the beginning. I think that they'll write that into something. You think so? I do. Okay. Maybe possible. Or a Cooper replacement. A Cooper replacement. Um, no. But I don't think it'd be a Cooper replacement either. <laughs> anyway. Just throwing that out there. But the deal here is, is that halfway through, all of a sudden, we get hit right up the side of the head with the abortion story. And I'm like, wow, did they hit it straight on? And as I'm sitting there watching the television show, I'm not thinking about the television show. I'm immediately thinking, okay, I know how I feel about this. And how do we talk about this without me alienating half of our audience? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing is, is that I think most people recognize and understand who I am as a person and they've come to expect or accept who I am as a person and 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 hopefully my personal feelings and and stuff. My gosh, do you hear all those? Sarah, I think the house next door is on fire because it's just, they're really close. They are. I, I don't yeah. I don't know if anybody in the uh, chat room can hear that or not. I'm surprised it's you're not through. out chasing them. Hey, now, leave me the, alone. You guys should feel really special that Cliff has not dropped everything and went and chased the fire trucks. Now, if it was next door, we'd probably Which pause. Which he is prone to do. We would pause and go see if what's If it was on. next door, we would go wake the kids and leave. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> Just pause. <laughs> they Sorry, can't. guys, we'll be back. The, the house next door is on fire. In, in the chat room, they're saying they can't hear it. Okay. So that means those folks listening to our podcast, podcast they're like they're hearing things yeah (laughs) so anyway um i I sit there okay so basically 
let's just let's just attack this thing and 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 move forward because I want to talk about some of the other stuff. But here Meg comes back into the picture, which we're really not looking forward to. You and I. Yeah, yes, yes. We we want Meg to leave. The the whole opening Flee. scene was lit- town. Did you feel that the opening scene with her, you know, you know, saying I'm going out for a second run today? Right. Were you? That's all I have to do. I'm so bored. I just sit here. So now when my kids tell me that they're bored, I'm like, well, you could come clean the toilet or vacuum the floor. Do you have to just sit there on your butt all day? Right. There are things to be done. Exactly. Well, the thing. Well, the thing is, do something. Well, the thing is, is that it's just entirely boring. Because that is the same exact thing. I mean, the entire monologue was exactly from last week's episode. Oh, it was. It's, it's like, the exact same thing she said last week. And it's like she's already as boring as all get out. So I guess what they did is they said, well, I'll tell you what. We'll give her something to do. And they bring her into the the uh, practice. And I I am not happy with this situation. Okay, even if you take away how I personally feel about abortion and 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 stuff like that, uh, I just you know the fact is is that this is a team. It's not one person says. I mean, seeing what happened to Naomi, this this is just as much Naomi's practice as anybody else. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it her and her husband Sam? Who founded this practice? Absolutely. And um, sure, they put Addison in charge and allowed her to be in charge of the financial decisions. But by golly, I think that she should have some say in whether or not. The, I mean, we are talking about the reputation, absolutely, of this place. Right. So that's that's basically how I feel about it. So I, I did not I like, I, I do not, I mean, here's the deal. Naomi obviously did not want this going on in her clinic. It's not that she, you know, she did not seem overly, you know, um, you know, I think that every, anybody who has an abortion or considers an abortion is evil or anything like that. She didn't have that attitude. And in fact, when she talked to Dell, she seemed very well balanced in her approach and how she talked with them. Naomi. That's what I said. That's what I meant. I think yes. that's what you said. I was just asking. Yes. Naomi, Naomi question mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when Naomi talked to Dell, she was very balanced in the way that she approached his apprehension about this going on. Okay. So, right. so it's not like she's just, you know, bashing people, you know, she, you know, she's ready to go bomb a, an abortion clinic, which I think is absolutely stupid and ridiculous. And, and those people call themselves anyway, we won't go there, but uh, <laughs> So, so the thing right. is, she was very well balanced in her approach with Dell. The thing, though, is that she just did not want this associated with the practice that she founded. And I think it was absolutely inappropriate, regardless of what Addison thinks and how Addison's okay with it. She, Addison gave no regard to how Naomi felt about this going on in the practice. Does that make sense? And I think that that was downright dirty, mean, nasty, and horrible. I disagree with you. I think you're just trying to support your agenda. You think so? I do. Okay. Well, you can think that. Mm-hmm. But I disagree with your disagreement. That, that, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. So I, I, I can handle that. I, You know, it, it definitely tore her up. And, and the thing is, is that in her mind, 
whatever we haven't learned what her reasons are but i would love for you to share what you think that they may reveal or well, of course they didn't they actually kind of i maybe, started off i started off the storyline thinking that maybe that that maybe um naomi had had an abortion and was still um you know taken with guilt over over that choice but as the as the episode wore on, I, I I didn't think that anymore. Right. I I don't know how that. Well, yeah, I don't even know if they'll bring it up again. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think I think but, they they covered well, everything they I mean, were going to cover. They could bring up the issue again, but I don't really think they'll explain well, Naomi's the, reaction. Did Did you just say because I was reading, looking over the chat room? Did you say what you had originally thought that how they? Yeah, were, that she had had a, an abortion and was riddled with guilt still. Right, and and not only that, but you know, and again, this is before Stephanie saw the end of the episode, right. uh, and and how it, it was played my, out. It was just my first reaction. But your it. first reaction, even beyond that, you said, and you said it, it. They might actually tie this in and say this is the reason why she decided to, to become right. A, fertil- a fertility specialist. Someone who makes babies. Exactly. And so um, I, I really liked that idea. And obviously I, I, I think I can understand why you kind of uh, basically. But by the end of the, yeah, by yeah. the end of the episode, I wasn't buying my own theory. Yeah. So. Well, I think it would have been a great theory if they would have went with it. Oh, no, I do but, too. But it was obvious. I think that, yeah, that, that just isn't the story. Of course it would have been a great theory. It was mine. Of I'm just course. saying that by the end, I didn't agree How with myself. How could it not be a great theory if it was yours? <laughs> I understand I, I completely. Just, I didn't agree with myself by the end. I, I, they took it in that a they, different reason. Yes. They didn't really write it to be a religious Wait a second. reason. You say you didn't agree with yourself. What do you mean? Oh, just you just didn't. You don't agree that that's the way they were taking the story. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Hi, I'm Stephanie. Hello, I'm Cliff. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Good to meet you. you. Join us. <laughs> Step into my office here. So anyway, <laughs> what was that all about? I have no idea. I have no idea either. You 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 left for a minute. I did not leave for a minute. You did. You're watching the chat room. Okay. <laughs> I just. So anyway, okay. um, let's let's talk about this just a little bit further. So so obviously. You just love to beat those dead horses, don't you? No, we're you not. You poor thing. I'm not. I'm not done yet. We haven't okay. talked about it all. So um, obviously, they they reveal that Violet had an abortion. I have a question. Yes, please ask. I have a question for the viewers because I have yet to, or for the listeners who also viewed the show. There, we're all viewers, right? right. Um, anyway, when Violet was talking, she said the phrase, I, "I had to." Or I had to. Did she say I had to, or did she say I had two? Yes. As in multiple. Yeah. Um, Kim says two. Okay, a lot of people are saying two of, as in the number two. That's what I thought as well. That, that that's, that's what, what I thought. Everybody in the yes. chat chat room is okay. saying, and of course, I had to implies no choice. Like I mean, yeah. meaning that you know, T O and versus T W O. Yes. But it was TWO. I ha- I had two. I think that that was the intended. Yeah. So I don't know. I, but, I, it seems. It, but it, they wrote it in a way that really you could take it. Mm-hmm. You know. But it could have been. A, you know. It could have been a result of the, of her rape. Right. And and that would be you know one way to write her storyline. And. Uh, well, if that if, in the, if it was I a, had to, but. Okay. 
but she did say she had a what a misled youth something so anyway i was just wondering what what other people were thinking so okay so there are some people saying that no they don't think it was to, the number 2 i think it was i personally feel like i i i did also and of course we know with violet that she was raped if if it was if it was a result of her rape then she would have had one not two right okay but if but she made a point to say i had two I had a misled youth. Yeah, I I, I agree. So that that one, unfortunately, I think they left that a little bit too uh, ambiguous. Well, I know they really did, and then it's bothering me. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think it was two, the number two, but that's just yeah. And I think, it, and, and it's and all th- it was all in the inflection on you know which words. Well, were. we went back and listened to it, and then I still couldn't tell. I I think it was I had to. Meaning that I had no other choice because okay. of the circumstances. Okay. You know, I, I, but whatever the case may be. So but anyway, um, I, I must admit when, when um, you know, Dell stood up and says, what? This is going on? I'm not going to be a part. Yeah. I, I'm going to just admit and, and share with you guys that I said it to myself and wrote down on my notes. I said, go Dell. Stand up for what you believe. Um, I really liked the... the um, and, and and I'm not like here's the here's the thing here's the reality of this Stephanie and this and this is what this is why I can't be you know just like oh this is how I feel and and just get over yourself because I'm not like that uh, the reality is with the number of listeners who download this the statistics automatically suggest that there are multiple people who are listening to this podcast right now hearing our voice who have had abortions. Absolutely. There, there's, there. I mean, no doubt about it's, it. it's statistically impossible that that's not the case. Right. And so I want, I want those of you who are hearing my voice, uh, regardless of how you feel about that decision or that choice you made, I want you to understand that, regardless of how I feel about abortion, um, I, I, I don't want you to think that I judge. Just because you, you would not based upon the decisions you've made, right, and stuff like that, and 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 by golly, there are a lot of things that I'm against, and I feel are absolutely wrong that I do. So so you know, let he who is without you know sin in my mind cast the first stone. And and when I say sin, and <laughs> I definitely anyway, now I'm really getting in a lot of trouble. I'm not I'm not even listening to you anymore, babe. That's good. I'm because you really don't want to. to I am I am putting <laughs> Yeah, you can say that. Anyway, um but anyway here's the deal. I did like that they had Dell their their um you were talking about Dell being very against it and and that is fine. And I liked the way that, that story played out and that he you know, you find out why he was. It's not so much that he's against a woman's right to choose, but that he um, had his own guilt over suggesting that, you know, with his child. Um, what I loved about that is that they are really writing him as a man standing up. And I, so anyway, that's all. But I'm ready to move on if you are. Well, yeah, I, I suppose. The, well, Hinted by me, you know, not talking as much through your monologue. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, the, I'm not I'm not done yet because there is one. I know I'm gonna stick my foot in my mouth one more so time. So I'm gonna go take a potty break, and you guys can stay here and listen to Cliff. <laughs> no, they're gonna leave. Uh, well, then hurry up. Well, I was just gonna say that I really appreciated what um, yeah, part of what Naomi said to Dell, and it's like, listen, you know, you got to ask yourself 
a question. Uh, why is it that you are so against this? And, you know, is it is it because of your religion? Do you feel like God has, you know, has something to do with this? Is it something that just inside of you, you feel it's it's wrong? You have this way of thinking about life or is it because of something else? And if obviously they told the story and, and we haven't talked talked about this. The fact that Dell very much wanted his girlfriend to have an abortion. He totally wasn't listening to me when I was talking. Oh, did you say that already? <sighs> now can we move on? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, wait, is there a point you're trying to make other than the one that I just made? Like, you know. So let's talk about Addison. Four breaths to go for you. <laughs> let's talk about Addison. Uh, that's one of those times you really wish you hadn't pushed the record button and we could like start it. <laughs> What would you like to talk about? I'll tell you what I want to talk about, Addison. I loved when she told um, when she told Charlotte, we're not friends, and she had the cutest little smirk on her face. That was adorable. <laughs> Pay attention to me. Is it so much to ask? I know you had to spend the entire day with me, and you're probably just about as tired as me as you can get. But seriously, who else am I supposed to have a conversation with in this room? She's typing in the chat room. I'm, re- I'm waiting. Oh, gosh. Ah, let's see here. Anyway, are you ready for this? What did you just say? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will stop looking at the chat room. I promise. I'm waiting for a friend. You're waiting for a friend? Someone who would talk to me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> nice. What I was said was I really liked when Addison told Charlotte uh, we're not friends and uh-huh. how she had the cute little smirk on her face. That that was just... That was great. Now can I shake your hand? Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm your wife. We do this podcast together once a week. I understand that. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, yes, I definitely did enjoy the, you know, this doesn't mean we're friends. And I love the fact that they're really showing that that more softer side of Charlotte. The fact that that she is an emotional being. You know, they've tried to show her up to this point or she's been trying to portray herself. It's very cold. Well, yeah. And distant. Distant. Yes, absolutely. Closed off. Without a heart, you know? Yes. Stone-faced. Yes. So, obviously... But they um, actually showed her tear up. They did. and Exactly. And I loved... I, I did. I loved that little smirky smile on Addison's face. It was totally awesome. It was. And I also loved the scene where she goes to Cooper's apartment. And that whole scene, how it played out, was really awesome. Oh, my goodness. I want to talk right now. Hold on. Okay. God bless you. <coughs> Oh, wait, it's just a cough. <coughs> I bless you anyway. Sorry, I didn't bring a drink, and so talking is making me... You could have something to do with the laughing and the throwing, but... You go ahead and talk. <laughs> I'm going to pick up all the stuff you threw at me a minute ago. Okay, I need it back in case I have to throw it again. Um, When, when she went to his apartment, and she was waiting there, and he walks down the hallway, and so she stands in front of... She stands in front of the door, and I, I'm... I'm chanting at the TV. Say it. Say it. Yeah. Say it. 
he picks her up and he moves her, which I thought was adorable. I yes. love that. And um, because you can tell that they, you can tell that they love each other just by, you know, obviously by her going there and his presence around her is different. And he he picked her up and he moved her and I'm just like, say it. She says, I'm sorry. I'm like, that's not it. You're supposed to say I love you. That's not what she was supposed to say, but she is sorry. She is sorry. And she does care for him and she does love him. And and I'm very excited to see this. I, I love how they are now progressing this relationship. And it is something that I am 100% rooting for and very much looking forward to them becoming a couple that has affection toward one another and not just physical attraction towards one another. Yes. Very awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me move all the stuff you threw at me. And- Can I have it back, please? Nope. Please, I, I'll hold I can on to. Still reach it. I will hold on to it for the you. The mouse babe. is next. I still got these ceramic coasters. So, what did you forget. think about Doug killing his wife? The storyline mm. was that compelling to you at all? What do you mean compelling? Like, I, did did you ever for a minute think that you know I it might be okay? A, no. To shoot, I mean, no, because what dying person has to be shot? Yeah, I mean, it's much better to pull somebody's Elvad wire. And, and it was them, cut, I, not pulled. Okay, whatever. Seriously, though, um, the whole idea that a I, I loved the scene where Addison goes talk to the SWAT guy. What's his okay. name? SWAT, Kevin. Kevin, yes. And Addison go talk to him, Violet. Did. That's what I meant to say, okay. Violet. So I totally loved that. And he says, listen, do you know how many, what do you say, wives? I've seen what what are you chatting nothing you are not listening I to am me. listening you, to you so I where am I gonna throw something at you all right no. <laughs> what what is in the chat room tell us tell us everybody someone just reminded me that I have markers and erasers behind me that I can oh, throw <laughs> thank you very much yay <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um I didn't buy it for a minute Wait, the I, I, the whole no. idea. What what did he say? How how do you know how many women or in all the times that I have been on the force? Uh-huh. Do you know how many women I have seen that have either killed themselves or asked to be killed with a gun? None. None. That that was smart because you know it was smart. It was smart for Addison to suggest that that Violet talked to her. That him was as well. smart when she said, "You know, I know somebody you should talk to." Mm-hmm. I thought she was for some reason. I thought they were going to refer to the, to the guy upstairs. Why? He's her I, next it, love interest. It doesn't make any sense at all now that I go back and think about, it, especially knowing that he was just interviewing for the job. How would Addison know? Right. But before that, I didn't know that. But maybe I was supposed to. Maybe because Violet obviously knew to ask, "Did you get the job?" But anyway, I guess I must not have been paying attention. But, but yes, she did. I thought it was very smart. It, it, it seems was. almost convenient for the storyline, kind of. But you know what? It happened, and so it was. It was a good thing that they brought that out because she was torn whether or not she was going to try. Well, to, because she she thought that she knew him, right? And so I, I get her point of view, but but I do like her struggle. I mean, she struggled with it, and right. so. Um. The other thing I really liked was when she was in the elevator with that. Lots of elevator scenes in this episode, you might add. But um, when she was in the elevator with the fourth floor guy, and um, he says, simply, 
did somebody get hurt? Mm-hmm. And she says, yes. And he says, well, you already know your answer then. Right. You know, and, and she did. She just needed someone to confirm that for her, I think. Yeah. And so she went in and obviously um, she confronted him and, and the story went on. I, it just, that story just did was not, it just seemed, it seemed some subpar for me. I don't know if you agree with that. It, it just did not seem to be as real. As some mean? of the other stories. What do you mean is real? As I, Okay, so I know they're all fake and it's all TV. But when I think about some of the stories and let, well, let's let's just for a moment talk about um, the the story. Remember the the here's a story that seems kind of unrealistic, but still was somewhat believable and how it could happen and play out was the story where Sam gets goes to the convenience store, mm-hmm. gets called to the convenience store, and has to deliver. I don't think that that was... No, you mean you mean him calling Violet after he... Yeah. No, I don't think that that... No. No what? I'm disagreeing with every, whatever you just said. Oh, okay. What did I just say? <laughs> Hold on, I'm working it out of my head because I'm also saying... I'm also... Yes, Nathan Petrelli was on Judging Amy. He actually um, was engaged to marry Amy and they were expecting a baby until she miscarried um that out of the way (laughs) is the conversation going on in the chat room i'm sorry that out of the way did you just put me on hold i did you like that (laughs) i don't find it unrealistic for him to call his therapist he didn't know who else to call I, I, I believe that that would happen. Okay. If I had a therapist and if I shot you because you were in so much pain, you were driving me crazy, I may call my fair therapist. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I'd probably call a really strong man to help me bury you somewhere. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Now, are these thoughts... Then thought- I call my therapist. The question, though, is are these thoughts or is this a plan? I don't know. Is this 10 minutes ago or right now? <laughs> I love you. Ask me again in an hour. Let's go forward. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. What else we got? Well, let's go ahead and bring up something that may be quite shocking to uh, the the, the people who are listening to this. And that is the the story, you know, the degree of separation from something personally in the story. Uh, uh, For those of you... Who watched the episode? Obviously, probably obviously, a good number. If you're listening to this, yeah, you watched the episode exactly. There was the In story. The there was the story of Elena, mm-hmm. who was the comatose mother. And when they introduced the story, um, they even said that you know he said she has to give birth; it will wake her up. And they're telling him no. Right. Well, well, that's not no, that's not what I was okay. going to say. They they introduced the story by saying that she's full term, she's pregnant full term, and it's time to give the deliver to deliver the baby, and that she's been in a coma for eight months as a result of a car accident. Mm-hmm. That's that's and the first thing that ran through my mind is and like mine. is like wow, this sounds very familiar. Yes, it does. And Co- then, and then they said, Stephanie, and then they said. Um, we need to do a C-section right away. The baby is breech. And, and they said, the dad says, no, she has to give birth. It will wake her up. 
They said, no, this is not going to happen. We've already, you know, the neurologists have told you this is not going to happen. He said, no, I've done my research. There was this woman in Kentucky. Now, before people, before we finish the story, you just need to tell people that just because we're from Kentucky doesn't mean we're related to, to everyone, everyone in, in Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> but it just but, so happens. But, the, but if you look online and look up the research of the girl in Kentucky, mm-hmm. it's my cousin. It's your cousin's wife. Well, my cousin's wife. Cousin by yes. marriage. Yes. So uh, if you go online and just go to Google.com and type in uh, Chastity Cooper mm-hmm. and you will see the story. In fact, I'll pull it up here okay. real quick because I was reading it on my iPhone. But as soon as that, well, as soon as they introduced the story, you know, I was thinking it uh, about um, Chas and and all of that and Alexis in my head. And then um, and then. When he said Kentucky, I was like, "No way!" There, there's so anyway. Yeah, um, I'm posting. You know that they get their. We we already know that that they get their stories from research, research, and so it was just it was just it yeah. gave me goosebumps. It did, and so in the for the Ten. for those in the chat room, I am putting a link to this story right now, and so Stephanie, you can pull it up as well. Okay. And so here here's the story. This is from the Inquirer here in the Cincinnati area. And it says, mom in coma uh, for months gives birth. A Warsaw, Kentucky woman, uh, let's see here, who has been in coma in a coma since November, gave birth Monday to a healthy full-term baby at Cincinnati's University Hospital in what doctors are calling a medical, a medical miracle. miracle. Alexis Michelle Cooper, which is my uh, cousin's hus- er, uh, daughter, Alexis Michelle Cooper was born at 7 pounds, 7 ounces, even though her mother, 24-year-old Chastity Cooper, has been in a coma since about two weeks after conception, Mrs. Cooper suffered a severe head in, su- suffered severe head injuries in a car wreck on a rain-slicked road. Uh, at the time, nobody knew, not even her husband, that Mrs. Cooper was pregnant, which is very, very much yep. like what they told in well, the story. Well, they knew that she was pregnant. She found out the right. day before the car wreck in, exactly. in the story. But still very, very mm-hmm. close to the story. Routine tests performed during the emergency care revealed the pregnancy. Uh, let's see here. Sporting a pink headband while rocking in her father's arms, Alexis slept through the most of the news conference Wednesday at the hospital, blissfully unaware of the amazing conditions of her birth. She's precious. precious. Uh, we waited for the uh, baby a long time. We and waited for this baby. Yes, I'm sorry. Why don't you read it? Okay. Um, she's precious. We waited for this baby a long time, and she's absolutely adorable, said the father, Steve Cooper. Um, sometimes sometimes surgeons perform emergency deliveries for severely injured pregnant women, but few pregnant women ever wind up in a coma, and even fewer of their babies survive the experience. To have a pregnancy last to full term when the coma started so early in the process is extremely rare, doctor said. This is this is one of the only cases ever in the United States where the woman was in a coma throughout the entire gestation, said um, Dr. Michael Nat, Nat mm-hmm. a, a neonatal ne, neonatalon. Okay, whatever. At University Hospital. Um, here we go. Among among a few among the few similar cases, a woman in uh, Rochester, New York, gave birth to a boy in 1996 after being raped while in a after being raped while in a coma. I'm going to guess that she gave birth while in a coma, not being raped while yes. in a coma. Uh, the boy was born um, prematurely at two pounds eleven ounces. 
Testing revealed that Chesty Cooper was about two weeks into her pregnancy when the accident occurred. She carried the baby into the 38th week, just shy of a normal 39-week pregnancy. Ever since the accident, Mrs. Cooper um, has been in a slowly improving, persistent vegetative state. In recent, we- in recent weeks, she has been able to open her eyes and follow people around the room, but she has not been able to move or talk, said her neurosurgeon. Dr. Chad Morgan. Um, Okay. All along, doctors were worried about the chances of a miscarriage. Mrs. Cooper was at high risk of developing blood clots or infections that could have affected her or the child. And after spending so so many months bedridden, doctors were not sure how well Mrs. Cooper would handle the rigors of childbirth. Abortion was never an option, Mr. Cooper said. Chastity gave... um, Gave birth um, vaginally with the help of labor-inducing medications, but no strong pain relievers. Doctors considered a C-section um, to be even more dangerous because because the risk because of the risks of anesthesia and the potential difficulties of healing after the surgery. It was a quick, smooth labor. Doctors said um, through it all, Mrs. Cooper remained in her near vegetative state. You mean to keep going? That that's good enough. Okay. So and and basically what happened here is that she she delivered this baby while in a in a semi coma state or a semi vegetative state and uh, Alexis is a beautiful, well rounded girl. I mean, absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. And Chastity is still alive today. Um, she is not completely healed, but she is able to communicate through various means, but but not. Uh, I don't think she'll ever completely heal from from the accident, but uh, she is she is no longer in a comatose state and uh, she is she is able to communicate through through various means. But very, very sad story. But it, I'll tell you, that was extremely weird for us it, to it sit was, on the couch tonight. It was weird. And but. to have that. But that is that is exactly the story that they were referring to when they said a woman in Kentucky had the same thing. So anyway, that if was you're gonna very make fun of me when I read. I'm not going to read anymore. Who 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 made fun of you, Jerica? What did she say? Oh, she phonetically spelled out neonatal. Just oh goodness gracious. Ah, <sighs> uh, so anyway, um, let's see here. We talked about Cooper and Charlotte. Uh, we talked about Pete and Meg. We got Addison. Is there anything you can't else? Help if I can't see the chat room. What about sweet guy, sweat SWAT guy? Sweet sweats. Sweet, Can make that, of your mind. That, <laughs> that guy that the guy that's got to get out of the picture as well with as Megs. Okay, I kind of like him though. I mean, I, I know that I know you I like know him. that it's inevitable, but I he's he's the sweet sweaty SWAT guy. So so how did he get at her place? Is my question. They they she didn't took him there. Okay, but but they didn't show that, and so it's like he he dumped her, but she begged. And pleaded. Is, is that what it is? Don't you remember? Don't give up on me. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not who these people want me to be. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So anyway, it, it seems like they're trying to still and put... So she brought him home to take care of him. Do you do you think that's a relationship that's going to last? No. Okay. Why? Cause you... I was just thinking she brought him home to take care of him, and I was just thinking about the... Um, that what show was that? Oh, it was Grey's Anatomy. I was thinking about bringing home the strays. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Bring it on the strays. So anyway, yeah, I think we've covered pretty much everything in this episode. I think so. Yeah. 
I'm, uh, did I say already that I'm very happy to hear that they have an episode next week? Yeah. So I, I, I know we're getting Oh, ready. I know what I wanted what? to say. Yeah. It has nothing really... T- well, it does because it, it's in the writing. Um, so they bring the baby into the dad after it's oh, delivered. yeah. And he just kind of gets up and walks around the hospital with her and, you know, is taking her... To what, I don't know if the to go hang, if the mom was still in the OR or yeah she was know. still in the OR. Um, but can I tell you that when I had Matthew, um, I was at the hospital by myself at night because Cliff was home taking care of Megan, and woke up in the middle of the night to nurse my baby, and there was like no electric because they were doing construction, and so at night they would have you know they would black out different parts of the hospital. So I wake up, have no idea what's going on. Um, it's all dark. And I am holding Matthew. So I get up out of bed and I walk out to the to the nurse's desk, which was right outside my room. I was mm-hmm. in the room right next to it. And I just to ask what was going on. And the lady yelled at me. She's like, um, you are not allowed to be carrying that baby outside of your room. You need, I'm like, look, I just pushed this kid out of, you know, <laughs> seriously, I can carry him if I want to. I can drop him if I want to. <laughs> um, but no, they have to be in those, in those bassinets on wheels. So it's very unlikely that he'd actually be able to walk around the hospital with the baby. Yes. And research. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it, that one seemed a little out there, uh, but for a very made for a very touching you know, scene. I, don't even, I, I was very touched. I was very touched by you know the whole going to see going to see the mom, but it, it was just I, I was bothered by that fact because yeah. you are you. They have to be ported. I mean, even Addison carrying the baby to the room doesn't happen. They it should have been in one of those you know hospital bassinets on wheels. That, yes. Because it's so much better to trip over and have your baby fly out than just to <laughs> drop it on the ground. Yes. So anyway, um, I'm kidding. I would never. Well, I wouldn't. Okay, moving right along. What now? Now well, I, I was going to say I would never drop my baby, but I did. And so, <laughs> it's just, now you got to tell them the story about dropping your baby because now it's going to sound how, really well. Um, McKenna was, I guess, about nine months old, right? Yes. Babies bounce. No, they don't. They just hit really hard. (laughs) Um, McKenna was about nine months old and she was teething and we had been without sleep for several nights in a row. And and when she says several, not like two, three. Oh, no, it's like four. You know, it was like nine months, but really, (laughs) you know, who's counting? So, you know, she was teething and it had been a lot of long nights, a lot lot of long days and um, got up to get her some. She was, you know, um, teething often comes with with a, a mild, you know, fever, and so we got up. I got up to get her some some Tylenol, and I, I honestly, I don't know if I dozed off for a minute, but then I think I kind of would have fell over too, or you know, but anyway, I dropped her. I yep. I freaked out. I woke up Cliff. We stayed up for two hours making sure that she was fine. Actually, I think it was longer than that. Yep. But um. Yeah, so I, I have dropped one of my children. Um, but I have to tell you, if you ever tell her that, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something that she needs to know. Oh, it's on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> what if she signs up as a Plus member one day here and listens uh, to this episode? Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> 
Uh, no, gosh. this is not the first of Cliff hearing this. No, I was there. Was very and, much a part of that. I was flipping my, out. My wife, I've never seen my wife so scared before in her life. Uh, the only <laughs> maybe other- that's why she's accident prone. Yeah, maybe. I started it. <laughs> no, she's not on Twitter yet. She needs a couple more years. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I I think that'll do it for this episode. Yeah, I liked this episode of Private Practice. I I did, I did, I enjoyed the, the story. I I was a little, you know, it, it, it was a good episode. It was. Yeah. And I and I'm not going to go and edit this episode. I know you won't, but I liked. I did this entire podcast without sharing my view. Yeah. You did enough of that for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I, I think I um, did. I did. I did this entire podcast without sharing my view. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to start now, but I really did enjoy this episode of a private practice. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That Seriously. was a yawn. <laughs> Are we done? We're done. We're, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, we're, I, we're finished. I, did, I should have went this. There. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> Press music anyway. So, Stephanie, if somebody wanted to call in and leave us some feedback to play in next week's show, what's that number they would what's that number they would call? 859-795-4067. And if somebody wanted to post a message in the forum and tell me how wrong I am, where where would they find the forum at? Uh, gspn.tv slash forum. What, what's wrong? Somebody is spoiling Dirty Sexy Money, in, and I haven't watched it yet because I'm here with you. Oh, well, don't and be them. spoiling it. And All right, well, we're... Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> this is crazy.